Alright, so here's my random rant. This has always been something that that bugged me, especially as I get older. You know what I'm saying? I'll be 40 in March. So as you get older, a lot of things just uh, a lot of things you add something to the list that bugs you. You know what I mean? So I'm a big black dude. Been a big black dude for a long time. Before that, I was a, a young, tall black dude. But now I'm just height and big. I'm just big black dude. So certain things you're used to hearing people say, like I always look like somebody that they know, or somebody sure to walk up on you and be like, I wish I had your height. You know, something like that. You know what I'm saying? You get used to hearing these things over and over again. But there's one thing, and, and I noticed this like last week that somebody said something to me. One thing that's starting to get more and more irritating for me is when somebody walk up to me and be like, <laughs> you know who you remind me of? Soon as they say that, I immediately, oh, like, look, I, I done heard it all. I done heard it all. You're not going to tell me anything new. And it's usually something that's like way off. So I'm at work the other day, dude comes up to me and we're like, man, you know who you remind me of? Mind you, I've been working at this place for like a couple of weekends. Dude come up to me giggling, hey, man, you know who you remind me of? You remember Stanley from Friday? And I was like, eh. I'm trying to think. He's like, you never seen Friday? I'm like, yeah, I seen Friday. But like, well, who the hell is Stanley? Like, you remember the pub? And they was like, man, fuck you, Stanley. But I'm like, nah, I don't remember Stanley. Like, man, that's what you remind me of. So, of course, once I got a chance, I went and looked it up on my phone. And I actually seen what he was talking about. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I do remember this guy. But how the fuck do I look like him? I mean, seriously. If you're going to come at me and tell me, hey, you know who you remind me of? I already know I'm going to be a little irritated. Because as soon as you make that statement, I'm irritated. But, man, be close at least. I get so excited. But why, why do people think I want to hear that? I don't know if I can speak for all big black dudes, but I know speaking for myself, why the fuck do you think I care? I don't care who you think I look like, especially if you're a dude. Why do I give, I don't even know you. <laughs> why do I care who you think I look like? Like, come on, man. If you want to spark up a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Spark up a conversation. Ask me who my team is, you know what I'm saying? Ask, ask me something about sports or music or something. Because if that's the way you're trying to break the ice and start a conversation, you're you starting off on the wrong foot. I'm going to tell you that right now. That is that is so irritating. Or when a short dude walk up to you be like, man, I dunk on you. Or I ain't scared of you. So what? I don't give a fuck. I ain't asked you to be scared. Matter of fact, I was just standing here minding my business. Why do I care if you scared of me or if you a dunk on me? Because first of all, I don't want anybody to be scared of me. Because if you scared of me, if shit go down, I know you're going to take off running. I ain't chasing nobody. I just wait for you to come back. If you saying you, you'll walk up and size me up and you got to stand on your tippy toes and be like, I'll dunk on you. No, you won't. Because even if you do got hops like that, I'm going to bad boy pistons foul you. It's going to hurt. You're going to take the lumps with that attempted dunk. Please believe it. People get on my nerves with that, man. I don't care what you do, who I remind you of. Get out of my face, man. I wish I had your height. So? 
I bet you won't say that when you had to sit on an airplane for six hours like I had to do when we had to go to when I got deployed to Iraq. I bet you don't want to be six three then. Cause that shit get real uncomfortable around hour two. People, I don't care who you think I remind who I remind you of. That's for your entertainment, not mine. I could not give less. F-U-C-K-S. Man, leave me alone. I don't care. That's my opening rant, man. All right, so last night, college football national championship, Alabama versus Clemson. All right, so before we before we can talk about the game, let me go and tell you, I'm a Florida State fan. So, and actually, I'm a Florida State fan of ba- in, in football. I'm a Florida and a Duke fan of basketball. So usually in the tournament or in the during the bowl se- um bowl season or. Any, you know what I'm saying, college football championship or whatever. If my team ain't in it, I'm going ACC. I'm rooting for the team from the ACC. Especially if they're going against a SEC team. Without question. So, yes, I was rooting for Clemson. And I think a lot of people who are ACC, who, who are fans of teams from ACC school, they was rooting for Clemson. Especially going against Alabama. So, and we got that out of the way. I thought the game would be close. It's kind of cold. It's, it, it was kind of hard for me to pick one because I saw how both teams could win. So it was hard for me to pick one. So I actually didn't make a pick, but I thought the game would be close. Now, on Mondays, I have to be to work at 5 o'clock, so I usually get up in the morning around 3. So by the time that game started, man, I was fighting the Z's bad. So I, I didn't even get to see the whole game. I saw the rest of the game that I missed this morning on the highlights. But when I did, what I did see, I saw when Clemson got the pick six. I was kind of surprised that Alabama made a mistake of that magnitude that early. Because you usually don't get um, pick sixes or fumble recoveries for touchdowns against Alabama because they rarely make mistakes. So I was kind of surprised with that. So before I went to sleep or dozing in, dozing in and out, I think the last time I saw the score was 16 to 14, I believe. So I was like, okay, yeah, I expected this game to be close. So that was kind of what I expected. So when I got up this morning, checked the phone, I look at the score, 44 to 16, I had to sit up on the side of the bed. Like, wait a minute, nah. 44 to 16? Clemson beat the brakes off of them dudes. So when I saw the, when I saw the highlights, it didn't, then it started to make sense for how you would beat an Alabama team, a Nick Saban team. To the tune of 44 points, that was surprising. I ain't expect for them, you know what I'm saying, to blow them out like that. But the way that they beat them is, is the way that you, that you would have to beat or the way you would have to execute and play against the Nick Saban team if you're going to beat them. See, the thing is, when you're playing against Alabama, now you, can, now you might say, this is for all teams, but more so with Alabama because they they make very few mistakes. Your quarterback has to be able to connect on those third and sevens, third and eights. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those, those are big plays against Alabama that keep your drives going. Because if you can't, if you're going four and out, four and out, or if you turn the ball over a couple of times, 
You you could be looking at a scoreboard in Alabama it's up 28 to zip before you know it. Ask Oklahoma. <laughs> so the way that um what's his name? Trevor Lawrence, the way that he played, that is the way that you have to beat Alabama. He did it a little differently than um Deshaun Watson as far as like throwing the ball, but pretty much that is the game plan. Your quarterback has to make those plays. No question. That's that is what has to be done. If you can get turnovers from Alabama, you are in excellent shape. Especially if you can turn them into points. You are in excellent shape. Well, I was surprised. Even though with Clemson having the defensive line that they do, I was completely surprised that they were able to shut down Alabama's offense the way that they did. Running and passing. Completely shut them down. Major shout-outs go to the to the Clemson defense, Dabo Sweeney, who I really I'm not a fan of, but <clears throat> that goes back to the statements from the Colin Kaepernick thing. But still in all, congratulations to the Clemson Tigers. Completely murked Alabama. And it was so much sweeter because it was ACC stomping a mud hole in the SEC team. I loved it. Congratulations, Clemson Tigers. College football national champions. Maybe next year Florida State will do a little bit better and we can get up there and do something. But we'll see. Let's get it together, Tagger. All right, okay, so I'm a little late to the party on this surviving R. Kelly thing. And um, so I went in, uh, I decided to go and start watching it today. Shout out to Firestick. But um, now some of the stuff I think we like we already knew to an extent, like the whole deal with Aaliyah. And um, the allegations have been out there for 30 years. I mean... So some of it wasn't surprising. But when the other people, the other girls and the other 17, 16, 15, 14-year-old girl, when all of those stories were told, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, seriously. As a father of two daughters, how is it that no father, no big brother, no uncles, no play cousins, no cousins. How was it that nobody in these girls' family have went and touched R. Kelly? I mean, one way or another. I know he got security and all that. But yo, I'm not calling for nothing to happen to this man physically. Let me be clear. I ain't calling for it. But I know if that was somebody in my family, man, you you won't have to see me. Or if your bodyguards, right? Somebody gonna know of my presence. But damn, R. Kelly, man, what, what are you doing? Or what were you doing? And then he still walks around like he about to sue the suitor for what? You got all you think. So are we supposed to believe that all of these girls are lying? Your ex-wife, she's lying? You think they just, look, it's something about seeing a woman cry. And you can tell a lot of times when it's sincere. Most times when women are really hurt, when those tears come, they come out because they can't control them. 
They try to hold it in for so long, but when those tears come out, they flow. That's what I see when those girls or when those women are talking about their experience with this guy. R. Kelly is a musical genius. As a person, he's an absolute piece of shit. And there's really no way to sugarcoat that. After hearing these stories, and I ain't even done. I still got three more episodes, I think, you know what I'm saying, to watch. But after seeing, after hearing what I heard, absolute piece of shit. Now, people can say, you know, man, I ain't going to listen to his music no more. I ain't going to support him. Uh, you remember the songs, though. So <laughs> it's like, man, I mean, at this point, if that was your, if that was going to be your, you know what I'm saying, your reaction to it, you should have stopped 30 years ago. Instead of making a millions and millions of more dollars after the whole thing with Aaliyah or after the whole thing with him pissing on camera, pissing on a 14-year-old girl. You should have stopped then. You ain't need, we ain't need no damn judge to tell us whether that was R. Kelly or not. We already knew. So if you was going to stop supporting him, you should have stopped supporting him then. Don't just do it now. Shit. R. Kelly don't own all his own music anyway. So he ain't making no money off that. RCA still own all his stuff. Why you think they was able to play his songs in those episodes? Because they own the music. <clears throat> but usually for people like that, that are that smart, or that, you know what I'm saying, they, they're so good at that one thing, whether it be comedy or music or acting or directing or something like that, it's, it, a lot of times... Those skills and those talents come from a dark place because they were able, or unfortunately, they, for some reason, they weren't able to really showcase themselves or they had a confidence or something happened in their life to where they shut themselves off to the world and they focus on this one particular skill or these set of, uh, uh, set of skills and they got so good at them that they become great. At that one thing, but the rest of their like common, like common sense and just like normal day-to-day -day life is completely in shambles. They don't know how to handle it. R. Kelly, they said he was molested. His brother said he was molested. You know what? I'm not even passing judgment on that because I can't even imagine how it would be to come out of something like that or experience something like that. And that more than likely has an effect on why he is why he is. But hearing those stories from those women. Wow, piece of shit. Yeah, all right, so for this segment, it was something else that I wanted to talk about that I already started talking about and I actually recorded the segment, but I scrapped it because it's something else that I saw since then that I felt like I would rather address in another thing could wait. <clears throat> so, for those who don't know, during the holiday season, Tyler Perry um, went to a, uh, Cape, a Walmart and paid off a whole bunch of people's layaway. And I saw the story, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, that's dope. And immediately when I, when I said that's dope, the thing that came to mind was those kids. Right. Those kids are going to get all this stuff. Second thing that came to mind was you. how many of those parents? You know what I mean? How many of those parents was going to go in, was about to go into debt 
for what they was gonna pay for on that layaway. Because we all know, we all know, we all do it. Every Christmas that comes around or every holiday season that comes around, we go out here and buy these kids all of this stuff that they don't need. And we are willing to go in the debt so our babies can have. And this is not about black, white, Latino, nothing. This is all of us as parents, especially the ones who aren't as well off financially as others. We all do it. This is not race unique. It's not unique to one race. We all do it. But Tyler Perry going in there and paying off that those people's layaways. Can you imagine what that felt like for those parents? Because you know some of those some of those people that went into that store to pay off the, to pay off or pay on that layaway was probably on that last couple couple of dollars, last forty fifty dollars or whatever, last hundred dollars, last two hundred dollars. Probably already had in mind what bill wasn't going to get paid before Christmas. What can they put off? I thought that was awesome. Which brings me to the video that I saw. Doctor, so-called doctor, Umar Johnson. So let me tell you something before we go any further. I'm not a fan of Dr. Umar Johnson. And the reason being is because I mean, I mean, let's be it's not even really that scientific. I just don't like the shit that he says when he talks about homosexuality, when he talks about problems in the black community and uh, every, this his whole stick. You know, what I mean, he the funny thing is, though, he has a name and he looks the part when you when you hear the name Umar Johnson. Even if you don't even do the research, it's like, okay, this sounds like a brother. You know what I'm saying? He he might know what he's talking about. And then you hear him talk. But really, hearing him talk is is only half of it. You have to see him talk. Because he's so demonstrative. Hand gestures, all of that. You remember that commercial a few years back? I think it was um, like a, um, I don't know who, I don't know what kind of commercial it was, but one dude came up with a great idea, but he just said it regular. And then his boss said the same exact idea, but he did a couple of hand gestures and everybody looked at the boss and was like, that's a great idea because he was demonstrative. That's the way I look at Umar Johnson. Umar Johnson actually has something negative to say about Tyler Perry going into the store and paying off those people's layaways. His rationale was, I'm, I don't have a problem with him paying off the layaway, but what about putting money into a school for black kids and blah, 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 and all of this shit? Mind you, this is the same dude that did a fundraiser for a school that he was supposed to open up last year. Never open. Where's the money? This is why I don't like this guy. And you can go and look him up. You probably, Some of y'all probably already heard from him or heard about him or heard some of the stuff that he says. But this one thing in particular just really plucked my nerves. Because listen here, man. Those parents and those families had a good Christmas. Probably better than what they was going to ever have. Because of what Tyler Perry sacrificed. He spent his own money. And you got something negative to say about that? As I commented on his post on YouTube, sit your ass down. Where's the money for your school? 
right, so to continue with Dr. Umar Johnson, and see, this this should tell you like how irritated I am with this guy because I'm doing two segments just for him. Now, he'll probably never hear this. You know what I'm saying? It's only my second episode on the podcast. And who knows how far this will go? Who knows how many people will hear this? I don't know. At the end of the day, it's my exercise to vent and say how I feel. Maybe somebody will hear it and be like, you know what? Man, he he talking some real shit. But the, see, and when, when it comes to him, it's not just that criticism that he had of Tyler Perry. It's the criticism he had of LeBron James when LeBron James opened his school. He basically tried to discredit LeBron like LeBron didn't use all of his own money. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we know that. If you followed the story and you looked at it and you looked at it, you know what I'm saying? If you did some research, you know that he wasn't all of his money. Because if, if, if it's funded by him fully, then that's a private school. But he didn't want to open a private school. So you just got to do research and look at the stuff for yourself. But it's, it's, it's his brainchild. It's his, it, it was his thinking. And he brought it to fruition. As with a lot of businesses, a lot of ideas or a lot of things that happen, you know what I'm saying? It's, it starts with a thought. And that one person who came up with that idea, rarely is that person 100% the person who funds it. Jalen Rose got a school. Do you think he funds it 100%? Matter of fact, I'm not even sure if Jason, if Jason, if Jalen Rose school is, is private or not, but I'll look that up. But for in, in the case of LeBron, the people who got into the story and like read into it, we, you know what I'm saying, we knew. But it's still a school that he founded and all of the programs within that school are, are awesome. Like, come on. He had criticism for that. He criticized the president, Obama, not Trump. Now, I I don't mind people criticizing Obama. I mean, it happens. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be 100%, even though it's the first black president. It's not going to be 100%. You know what I'm saying? You criticize him. You ain't gonna be, he's not going to be able to please everybody. But the problem that I had was the problem that he had with him. He... He said that Barack Obama didn't do anything for black people. Motherfucker, he was sitting in the White House as the president of the United States. First black president. And as time goes on, you're seeing more and more of people saying Barack Obama is the best president of their lifetime. It's either him or Clinton, pretty much. I'm 39. So most of the people that I talk to, we've seen the same presidents. And even older generations, they say the same thing. It's either him or Clinton. But he criticized Barack Obama, saying Barack Obama didn't do anything for, for black people. What was the, what, what were you expecting? Was you expecting for him and Michelle and, and Sasha and Malia to show up at the White House the next day after he was inaugurated with dashikis and fucking afros? No, he's the president of the United States. He's not the president of black America. He has to work for everybody. 
The fact that he was sitting in that seat did more for black people than what a lot of people have done. And you know how I know that? It's because days after his inauguration, my son called me and he said, Dad, if Barack Obama can be president, or if we have a black president, can I be president too? I said, son, you can be whatever you want. This proves it. So for the people who say, and mainly him, Dr. Umar Johnson, who was discredited, by the way, you can look that up too. He ain't what he say he is. For the people who say Barack Obama didn't do anything for black people, I applaud your ignorance. Black on the block.